What up, world? It's a super fact show. It's your boy, Mark Waldo Ward. Tonight, we got Chris, aka Chris versus myself of the one-off recycled garment fashion line. You probably might have seen him on the recent HBO documentary, Fake Famous. How you doing tonight, brother? What's good, Mark? I'm doing good, bro. How you doing? Man, I'm, I'm hanging in there. Um, the, the, the first thing, you know, the, the, the sheer exuberance of your personality just, just leaps out from watching that documentary, whatever your opinion may or may not be of the documentary. And I wanna know, have you always been this confident of a person? Is, was there a time that you felt held, held back from expressing yourself? Like, like, like what's been the evolution of this, the, this energy? Um, you know, I think I've always been this way, you know, from for as long as I can remember, people have been telling me that I'm like this and I've been feeling this way and that's just who I am. You know, I feel, I feel that I express myself the way that I hope other people can have the courage to do it. So maybe I just do it hoping that it can inspire people to do the same, you know? Do you feel like, like, well, obviously you feel people, do you, do you feel like a large amount of people lack the courage to be themselves? Well, yeah, man. A lot of people, bro, a lot of people out here, they don't know who to be. They don't, they don't know what they want. They don't, they don't know who to be or what, what they want to do with their lives. They just, a lot of people just know to do what other people like and like, you know, I think that's a whack way to live, to be real. And you was never like that, huh? Nah, I think that I I went through certain things in my life that made me like, you know, understand that that's not what I'm here to do. You're not here to please everybody and do everything that you think everybody else wants you to do. That's not what your life is about, you know? You know, w without you being conceited, I, I think it's, it's safe to say that, that, that you have a degree of specialness about you that the average person doesn't. So, you know, you know, get, get your humble brag on and like, what was one of the first times you were aware of that? Um, shoot, man, I, it's been a lot of, it's been a lot of instances in my life before this, where I started to know that I was special. I started to feel like I was a chosen person to do, you know, something, something big. Um, I think probably the first time I knew is when I got hired as an intern in uh, at BBC Ice Cream, which was inside of Jay-Z's office. And like, I was living in Tucson, Arizona at the time. And like, I flew to New York and they didn't have, like, they didn't have no kind of clue that I wasn't, you know, just from New York City, just like a kid in New York City trying to be an intern. They thought, that they thought I was like from there. And then basically after I got hired, I told them, you know, like, I'm not from here. I flew out here, you know, like this has been a dream of mine. You know what I'm saying? So where you were staying at? Well, and when I was living in New York, I was staying in Brooklyn. So I was, uh, I was staying right next to the stop on class in, in Brooklyn. And I was in a, uh, I was in like this basement where my dad was living at the time. So I figured, cause I didn't know, I just bought a one-way ticket. So I figured like, yo, if this internship don't work out I can just hang out with my dad, you know what I'm saying? But it ended up working out. So I ended up being there for like four months, you know? What, what were your duties? Man, <laughs> everything bro. Like I was like the only I was like the only intern in there at the time. So it was like, whoever needed something, like they were like, yo, uh, get Chris to do it. Like ask Chris to do it. So I used to go and check. I remember like a daily duty is I would go and check the manufacturer. So I would go where, you know, we're close to the uh, garment district and I would go up and check like on the progress of all the the uh, pieces, the garments that were supposed to be getting made. I would have to go to the pattern makers. I'll pick that up. But then they would have me taking big bags of clothes to famous people. And just, you know, you never know, man. You never know. One day I, I, I went to Queens 
to get Mark McNary's uh, Maserati. It was like, he got it wrapped in multi-camo. That was like my duty for the day. It was it was just anything, bro. It, was, it could have been anything. And excuse my ignorance, who's Mark McNary? Mark McNary, he's a menswear designer. He's a famous menswear designer. Um, he was, at the time, he was doing a, a collab with Pharrell on BBC Ice Cream. And that was the time that I was an intern. So I was wor working closely with him. And then me and him, we like maintained a relationship. He's actually the person who hired me when I first came out to LA. So that's how I had a job when I first came to LA. Damn, that's what's up. But back yeah. to the BBC real quick. Yeah. Did, did you did you ever deliver any uh um bags of of a merch or swag or whatever to any music figures? Um Yeah, I definitely did, but I think the only time it was somebody like really big, I didn't really get to see them. Um gotcha. But like, yo, that was a crazy summer. Everybody was coming up to the office. Like, that was the summer that Blurred Lines came out. That's also the summer that Jay-Z did Magna Carta, Holy Grail. So it was just like people coming through all the time. Like, I was seeing everybody, bro. It was really crazy. It was crazy. It was like from Memphis Bleak to Justin Timberlake. Naomi Campbell came up in there one day. Um, JR you ever talked to Memphis Bleak? Yo, I said, what's up to Memphis Bleak? He was the only person I was really starstruck by, to be real, because I seen him in like 2013, and he still had a two-tone do-rag and a fitted hat on. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. This is the man in the flesh, you know? Man, he, me, 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 Memphis Bleak, man, he, I don't even know what this story says, but, but like, you know, I, I'm from D.C., right? So I used to go up to New York to get mixtapes because we would only have go-go joints. And Memphis Bleak had, like, his little su sub company on the rock, and they had mixtapes. And, and it was one of them that had this real dope song on it. So, like, like when Twitter first came out, you, you, I don't know if you remember, but it was, like, geeked out. Like, you could talk straight to a celebrity and shit. And he had an email in there, and I had wore my CD out. So I just hit this email, like, hey, do you know where I can get a copy of this CD? And I don't know if it's Memphis Bleak or not, but but somebody from 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 the way they typed that shit, it very well could have been. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna find that shit for you. And that was the end of the <laughs> message. And then like two months later, that shit, somebody sent me that, sent me a download of that shit. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know the significance of that shit, but that's like whenever I hear Memphis Bleak, I automatically think of that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just crazy to see him. You know, it's like it because he's he's obviously he's a celebrity but he's a different type of that's a different type of celebrity you know what i'm saying so like on a scale of everybody else who i mentioned like this dude's really just still a street dude you know what i'm saying and he's close with jay but everybody in the office pretty much was close to jay you know so even the people that work with him so it was crazy. It's a lot of stories that I heard in there. A lot of people that I met, a lot of hands I shook, you know. Um, and and did you learned a lot of stuff that you apply to your, your, your garment line now? Well, yeah. I mean, I learned a lot of stuff just in general that I apply to navigating throughout the so-called industry. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, uh, it was like an experience. It was, a, it was a special experience for me, for sure. And you know, I, I watched that interview of you. That that, that 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 was a real dope interview of you. And you and you said one 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 of the things about fake famous was you already had a squad of creatives around you. But before right. we even get into the fake famous details, does that squad of creatives? There's a shot of you on fake famous, and you're with your boys, and uh, somebody got a Daz Dilly shirt on. You know, like Daz oh. Dillinger. <laughs> and and, yeah. and I was wondering if that was one of your one offs. That's my boy. Yeah, yeah. That's my best friend. That's my hey, boy. Hey, hey, hey. Shout out, shout out to him for that Daz Dilly shirt. That shit popped <laughs> right off my screen. I was like, okay, look at my man with the Daz Dilly shirt. Yeah, that was crazy. I walked out of the gym one day and, oh, yeah, I walked out of the gym one day and they were like doing like some clothing drive and like, you know, obviously I'm always looking for clothes. So I, I saw it and they gave it to me for like five bucks or something. And uh, yeah, I gave him that shirt. 
Yeah, well, shit, that, 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 that's a dope piece, bro. Like, like I, I checked out your website. Uh, unfortunately, everything you got either I can't afford or it's sold out. But as soon as yeah, there'll be another yeah. $30 or $40 t-shirt on there, I'm, I'm, I'm getting at it. I, I, lo I love how you put your logos on the joints. And, and you definitely got, 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 got good taste in the shirts you pick. But there's one thing that, you know, I'm not questioning your taste or I'm not questioning your judgment or anything. I'm just absolutely curious. What's up with the Dale Earnhardt shit? You really like Dale Earnhardt? Man, like, so when you find NASCAR stuff in the thrift, you know, it's like, it's a good come up. It's like a lick, you know what I'm saying? Because people will pay a good, good price for it. But uh, the Dale thing, we, I had been finding so much Dale Earnhardt stuff in Arizona. Like there was so much. Ah, uh, yeah, got you. And like, I had Makes to figure sense. out what the hype was about. So I start re-watching these races and like, you know, watching the highlight clips. And we were like sitting there, me and my boys, and we were like, dog, he's in his car going 200 and he's not afraid to like, really like get up on you and like move you out the way. And he's like passing people on the inside. And I was just like, wow, like, he really is a beast. Like he's crazy. And then that's when we, that's when we really became fans of him. You know, you see, you see, he got an ill 30 for 30, bro. You probably love that shit. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. That's like the only NASCAR thing I've ever consumed in my life. Dude, straight up, like I've never really gotten into it, but we started doing our research to figure out what was the hype and like, yo, Dale Earnhardt is so incredibly hard. Like, it's not just that, but it's his last name is why we're big fans of him. Oh, Earnhardt, yeah. So Got to earn it the hard way. So that's, that's why we wear the Earnhardt shirts. You know what I'm saying? I got a few, I got a bunch of bangers in my closet of Dale Earnhardt, man. Okay, I, I, I was wondering about that. I definitely thought there was some deeper meaning behind that. And since, since we're in deeper meanings, you know, I can definitely tell that you're a well-read individual. And uh, yeah. I... I'd like some book recommendations if, if you want mine. Yeah. yeah. Oh right. yeah. I'm a I'm a voracious reader. All right. Sounds good, bro. How about I give you a book that I'm reading right now? This is Reinventing the Body and Resurrecting the Soul by Deepak Chopra. This book right here is basically teaching me how to identify the signs in my life and to understand that there are certain individuals that we are being, you know, we are being guided, we're being led through life and we're being guided to fulfilling our purpose and, you know, living our so-called dreams. And also it's about connecting mind, body, soul, all, all of those things and having them in harmony, you feel me? So does that like involve mindfulness when, when you speak of the yeah, mind? Yes, exactly, exactly. Because uh, it's just certain things that he talks about, you know. Um, having so what, 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 is the, what is the soul aspect? Is that like um, cleansing yourself of, of like anxieties or regret? Or, or, or please explain a little bit. So there's many, there's different chapters in this book about, there's one about that. Um, one that I just read that was super crazy, super interesting is the soul is... He defines the soul as the humanized or the watered down version of God, right? So it doesn't matter what you believe in or what religion you subscribe to. What he's saying is the fact that you have a soul means that, you know, it's the, it's the humanized version of God. So like whatever, however big you imagine God to be and however powerful you imagine him to be, you having a soul is just a containable version of that. You understand? Right. And um, that's something that I've never really read before. So I was really like into that. I'll give you another one. Uh, I don't have it right now. I'll let my friend borrow it. But one of the biggest life changers for me in a book was uh, The Tao of Wu by the RZA. I don't know if you've read that one. I have read that, yeah. Yeah, that one, that one is crazy, bro. That That's some crazy. Uh, I'm hip to Deepak Chopra. I haven't read that particular book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I hadn't seen this one either. It was at my boy's crib and I just asked him if I could borrow it. 
Um, but yeah, man, I uh, I actually have a book club. So shout out to my boys, Reading Rain Bros. That's that's the book. Hi, that's what's up. Uh, we you know we be reading books. Actually, we're reading a book right now. It's called uh, Outliers. I'm sure you've heard of it. By Malcolm Gladwell. Um, yep, exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so you know what it's about. You know, just it's it's telling us stories of these successful people. Are they extraordinary? Are they not? What is an outlier to society? You know, basically, I feel like, I mean, the deeper I get into it, I've always felt like I'm, I'm an authentic outlier, you know, before I knew what that term was, you know what I'm saying? Agreed. I'm feeling that, you know what I'm saying? So back, back to your clothing line or, or, or your, your garment, my, my fault, you know, I'm not, I'm not quite hip to all the nomenclature, but my, my, my antenna is pure. I can assure you of that. Well, nah, man, it's cool. Can, can people send you stuff? Yes, to, yes. So so we're working on the website. I'm I'm actually uh, working. Your with, Instagram shop page is pretty professional. Like like they can definitely follow you. Like like look at his name in the box and search him on Instagram, and you can go yeah. right on his page and buy his clothes. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I'm, and I'm I'll put the link in here for the people listening to the audio version. Yes, sir. Um, so I'm working with a friend. And pretty soon you'll be able to basically say like, I want to send in a, a piece and I want you to one off it. I want you to customize it for me. And basically what that will do is you will pay for like a shipping label that will ship your piece to me. And then, you know, I'll do it. And then you can pay the rest. You can pay the rest later. You can pay up front, whatever you want to do. Um, that's pretty much the central, that's the central theme behind the brand when I am selling person to person. So we set up at flea markets and here in LA and I print people's clothes for them right, right there on the spot. And, uh, people hey, love so I'm, so, I'm sorry, bro, but, but like, you're so, you're going to have me all over the place. I was just struck by like how outside of the box thinker you are. And if you don't mind me asking, did you go to public school? Man, so damn, that's crazy. I went to public school for a did, little. Did, did, did they did they impede your creativity or uh, let's nah. say try to corral you somewhat, or did they? So, so this so, is because sometimes you know the public school story is you know they 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 help you spread your wings and grow. You know, I'm curious yeah, what happened. Nah, nah, nah. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you an interesting story. I'm glad you asked, bro. Um. So my grandma, I'm going to start up just by saying my grandma is super into school. My grandmother raised me. My, my grandma, shout out to Gammy. That's my mom's mom. And she raised me and pretty much all my values and everything that I know, I learned from her and my grandfather. So my grandma is super big into school. Um, I remember I was, I was in public school. Um, I started school super young. I started school at what they call like Montessori school. So that's like before kindergarten. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yep. And then, um, so I, I did all that. And then I remember when I started third grade, I went to, I switched from a public school to a charter school. So I went to this school. Uh, it's, it was an accelerated program. So this is for kids who their parents believe they are advanced and they can handle learning things that, you know, maybe- That's a typical out. grade norm. Right, exactly. So from third through sixth grade, I was going to this charter school and I was, I was just, I was excelling. I remember- I remember grown people thinking like, you know, how can he figure things out so quickly? And I was like a mathematician. I was, you know, it was just anything. And third Man, bro, grade, I had, I had all them same experiences raised by my grandmother, went to a Montessori school. Yeah. Had adults be like, how you can do that so quick. My fault to interrupt, but like, damn, that shit's eerie. But go ahead. That's crazy. You never know, bro. You, you relate to people, you know, we're magnetic, you know? Yes, sir. Um, but so, so what happened is, you know, I liked, you know, I liked being smart, whatever, but I just knew that these socially, I had already like exceeded that 
level of like that charter school because it was small and you know it's just different you know there's not the social aspect of it is so much different and I had friends from other schools still and I knew it was different and I told my grandma you know I want to go to school where my friends go to school so that that's when I started going to public school and you must have seemed like extremely fashion forward oh yeah I mean I always was it was always clothes and good grades that was me in school and just jokes you know we just had a good time all the time you know um and music like music was something that I would we're gonna get we're gonna get to music but so you get to the public school and what happens so bro I was like one of the only black kids at, at my school like for real so it was just mad different like I said I was growing up in Arizona I'm from the south you know I'm southern at heart and you know, when you take somebody from a small environment where, okay, there's not that many black people, but there's not that many people, you feel? Right. So everybody seems kind of different in their own way. And they're a little more decent to each other. Right, exactly. And then you take it to a place that's like, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like in a rural town, you know what I'm saying? I'm kind of like in a Hickville area, you know? And yeah, it was just different. But at the same time, the social aspect was what I was craving. And that's what I got. Now, what I will say to answer your question is, I think they weren't, a lot of people were not ready. Like they were not ready for my ability to be creative to, you know, my just my academic uh, abilities alone. Like people were not ready for that. The average they, intellect fears what it doesn't understand. Yeah, because, cause bro, they was going to public school their whole lives. You know what I'm saying? Some of these kids hadn't seen me in like four years. You know what I'm saying? So it was just it was just different. And then, and then what you like, doing, I, finishing tests all fast and shit? <laughs> yeah, man, I was, dude, it was crazy. Like, that was really me. Like, I was finishing tests fast. I was finishing the homework. I, I could do my homework right before class and get an A on it. Like, it was no problem. Hey, you got lucky, though. This is what happened to me. I would finish shit fast, right? Yeah. But I had these teachers that for whatever reason, that shit offended them because they swore I was cheating at first. Right. <laughs> yeah. So they wouldn't let me read, even if I read school material. So I, I got caught sneaking reading and got suspended. And that made, made me stop giving a fuck about school. And this oh, is like when I'm like 12 and I start getting in trouble and I get sent to go live with my, 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 my grandmother. And, and this this is the first time I go to like a real public school. So I'm like the photo negative of you. I'm like one of the only white kids in my school. And yeah. I end up, and it's my dumb ass fault, but I end up getting sucked up in that shit and being in the prison, you know, school to prison pipeline and all that shit. But if I had just got to stay at the Montessori school where they taught you according to your abilities, I, I would have been all good. So yeah. I, I, can, I can totally relate to that, man. Yeah, man. And that's why, that's why I said what I said about my grandmas because I learned too that, those years, those developmental years, man, that shit is so important, bro. Like for anybody who has kids, anybody who's has any type of influence on a kid, whether it's your own kid, a family member, a little brother, sister, whatever, like, you know, make sure you teach them things that's like positive. Don't be doing no fuck shit around your kids, dude, because they, they absorb everything you feel. And like, that's that's so oh, yeah much more is learned caught that is caught than is taught yep that's right man so man. so hold on now. i want you know speaking of influencing people you, you got a yep. pretty exceptional grandfather that's right and, uh, you know you're in the music and everything yeah and i'm curious and now that i've learned of, of this grandmother who was in the education i'm curious if you ever played rap music around them and what they thought of it man that's a, that, that's a great question dog um all right, so. Oh, bro, you, you, you finna get interviewed a lot and you ain't gonna get interviewed by a motherfucker like me too often. I'll tell you that right now. Hey, well, well, we'll find a way. We'll find a way to make it happen again when I'm a little bit more famous, get you a little bit more credibility out here, man, for sure. Sure, I appreciate you. Hey, um, all right, so it's crazy you asked me that. So my grandpa, yeah. My grandpa is, yo, he was big into music, bro. Like he got a mean ass record collection, bro. And like when I was, by the time I was three years old, I had a taste for those records. I knew what I wanted to listen to, you know? Um, Which was? Grover Washington. Oh yeah, good uh, choice. Yeah, Wine Light. And uh, I used to, I used to put it on 
and basically have a little date with my grandma. We used to, uh, we lived in this house in Boston. It was mad random, but it used to snow a lot, obviously. Right. And, uh, there would be like this, we had like this tree in the backyard and there would be like these deers, like a family of deer that would come up and they would eat these apples off the tree. And whenever I seen them, I would go put the record on and I'll get my grandma with me and we would sit there and look out the window and listen to the music and watch it. And that's now, cinematic as a motherfucker. Yeah, man, that was when I was three years old and I can remember it, it's crazy. Um, Damn, so you, was like, you, was, you was like show running, you was like show running your winner. <laughs> yeah, man, like that was just my vibe, you know? That's what's up. My grandpa, really big into music, really big into Motown, really big into jazz, really big into the blues. Like he, he, has, he has such a great uh, array of music that he would listen to. And my grandma, obviously, she was just into all the classics, all the soul, all the R&B. So, you know, we talking about Marvin Gaye, The Temptations. We talking, we talking about everything, everybody. You know, my grandma, they were, they were into that. Now, when I grew up, I was, into, I was starting to get into music really heavy, but I was starting to get into every kind of music, right? Because I started to learn. I couldn't play that rap music in the house, so I would have to play other stuff. And then um, I remember my aunt taught me how to record onto a blank tape. So I would listen to the radio. And then when my right. song came on, I would record it, right? So I had my little mixed tapes, you know? And yes, then, sir. dude, I remember iPods came out. And that's when the game changed. And my bad, I'm looking for something right now. That's I have good. my old iPod. Hold up. Where is that? Yo, crazy. This is my first iPod mini right here. You see the skin on it. Bling. Damn, that's a throwback. Yes, yeah, a super throwback, bro. This thing saved my life because I figured that shit out. That probably fuck around still work, don't it? It might if I plug it in, bro. So I figured out I could listen to my music without anybody else hearing it. And it was just a wrap after that because I figured out how to download music. And then I had to go back shout in Shout out LimeWire. Yeah, shout out LimeWire for show. Big, big shout out to LimeWire. I had to go back in time and figure out everything I had missed. You know what I'm saying? Because Word. if you heard the single, that was just the single. So like you might've seen the video and heard a couple of singles off the album, but like I couldn't have the whole album. So like I had to go back and listen to all those albums. And like, that's what started to change my then life. Then it would have been like regional shit we weren't exposed to that we finally started getting because yeah. of the internet, you know? Yeah, for sure, bro. For sure, for sure. Like it and it and it was crazy because my mom, she was into everything. My aunt, she was into everything. So the music and my dad, my dad is he's he's a Jamaican dude. He's from Jamaica, but so he was into a lot of stuff too. And I would get to hear it when I was around him. And then by the time I could create my own, you know, music playlist it was like, it was just everywhere, man. It was like eclectic. All over the place. Yeah, eclectic, but at the same time, it was just like, yeah, I know I know what's hot, you know? Like, that right. was, that's, what, that's the way that I viewed it, you know? I always say it, good musicians love good music. That's right. No matter what genre it is, you know, sometimes you just turn something on and it just speaks to you, you know? And you right. never know who it could be, you know what I'm saying? So I... uh I definitely my, my life started to change when I had when I got my first iPod when I had like MP3 players I had MP3 players before that but when I got the iPod I remember just everything changed because so when did Grandpa get the rap though huh when did when did Grandpa get to hear the rap though man I don't even know if he's really heard it maybe he heard it a little bit on 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 HBO. You know, um, as far as me rapping, I know they used to probably hear me rapping in my room with my friends uh, every now and then. But I know that they probably were hearing me rapping some songs that like <laughs> they were probably like, yo, what the hell is this boy listening to? But <laughs> right. I was just, you know what I'm saying? It was just the expressiveness of it and just like the flows and like the wordplay because. So what, because, are you, what are some of your favorite albums? Some of my favorite albums. So 
just rap wise, bro, because I can already tell. Like, if, if I ask you your favorite albums, you you go all over the map. I'm curious yeah. as like, what what hip hop appeals to you. Off top, uh, hip hop, anything Outcast, anything Outcast is definitely on my top. Um, Andre three thousand is definitely he's my favorite rapper. Um, I would say, obviously, I grew up in the Kanye West era, so pretty much everything that was up to Yeezus, I was like, yeah, this is, you know, this is pretty iconic. Damn, no one likes Yeezus, man. I, feel, I mean, Yeezus, I, know, I right. like Yeezus. I like Yeezus. I'm saying up to those, those projects, those are my favorites by Kanye. I love gotcha. Yeezus, actually, yeah. Um, Jay-Z, obviously, I grew up. I just felt like the way that I, I understood figures of speech, right? We were talking about being advanced. So I understand literary art. You know what I'm saying? I right. figures of speech, metaphors, double entendres, similes. I'm understanding you. this. I'm understanding the complexity of the rhymes and I'm in, I'm in, enjoying it. Um, I would say Lupe Fiasco, Food and Liquor was a big, so, big album. And so like, you must love Kendrick Lamar then. Oh yeah, I mess with Kendrick, man. Kendrick, I say this, Kendrick Lamar, he raps like LeBron James plays basketball. Like Word. He's rapping like it's a sport for real and he wants to win, boy. Like he is out here rapping his ass off. And easily dominate and see the game like five steps ahead. That's a great comparison. Yeah, yeah he's he's just, that's what I feel like. You know, ball, Ball players and rappers, it's always been this bridge between them. And I just feel like Kendrick is really an athlete rapper. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, man, it's just, I like a lot of stuff, but rap wise, I would say that. And then I love, man, I love East Coast hip hop. I love New York hip hop, man. So Biggie was just, I remember the first, some of the first stuff I downloaded was Biggie, uh, Mob Deep, like, Big L, like just all of that stuff. Buster Rhymes was like my favorite. Um, then it was like I was I was admiring production, so it was anything Timberland. So then it was like segued into Missy Elliott, Aaliyah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, even Justin Timberlake, like anything. Like I was I was really just trying to understand. Did you ever hear the Magoo album? Magoo. Yeah, that was Timberland's production partner. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Hey, you, you, yeah, if you like all that, you, you 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 should check that out. Magoo. And then did he have a track? He had some he had some tracks on a Bubba Sparks album, right? Uh, I, I don't know. I know Timberland produced the first Bubba Sparks album and Bubba Sparks joined your uh, boy, big boy, Purple Ribbon All-Stars. Okay. Uh, yeah. Label had Killer Mike on it and all that. Yeah. If you like Outkast, you probably look up Purple Ribbon All Stars. You probably dig that too, man. I remember that. I remember that too. Yeah. They had that uh, Kryptonite song. Kryptonite. I be, I be. On that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Look, man. Let's see, there, there was a couple other things that I wanted to talk to you about, but since we on music, how's your? Are, are you planning on uh pursuing a music career? I am, bro. I'm. I am. Um. It's. It's so extremely powerful to me and important to me that this you know that this music uh is you know it, it reaches as many people as i can reach with it um i've been working on it for about five years um non-stop so i'm talking about production obviously songwriting um and then just learning how to record working that software and just everything you know it's really a craft that i've been i've dedicated myself to and uh the music is definitely coming soon very soon very Got soon you. i i can dig oh man famous how real was fake famous because i want one thing the, uh, my man Nick, Nick Bolton yeah, Nick said Milton. that uh, what's his name? Nick Milton? Nick Bilton? Yeah, Nick Bilton, yeah. Nick Bilton, I'm sorry. Nick Bilton, you know, he said he was the uh, foremost proponent of social media and technology for 10 years mm -hmm. and uh, then he didn't know what a bot was so I thought that was curious or, or seemed oh. to and then some of it seemed a little narrative driven so how much of, of the stuff was, uh, let's, shall we say, choreographed? So like, 
I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest with you first. I'm gonna say Nick. Nick was bro. Nick is a Nick is a smart dude, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, obviously. Like this, I didn't realize it until really like we were deep into it. Like how deep his, you know, how deep his mind actually is. But uh, it's interesting you were saying that about his opinions towards the internet because the, another book that we read from my book club is a book called The Shallows. And it's, it's about what the internet is doing to our brains, right? Now, the dude that wrote that book, this guy has an opinion of the internet as may, basically is watering us down because we're becoming less in touch to with our natural human instinct, right? Now, Nick right. was friends with this dude and I told him, hey, I'm reading this book with my book club, it's really interesting. And Nick told me, man, I used to go back and forth. I used to argue with this dude all the time. And that's crazy because now I'm making this documentary right here. And uh, so it's just crazy because I think Nick just, he, as he grew, as he, you know, grew to understand the internet more, he, you know, he obviously developed a different opinion than he used to have. But, yo, the documentary was 100% real. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't choreographed. Like, I even, I know even at times, Nick wasn't even sure what was going to happen because it was so free form. It was literally just like, it was really just a social experiment, just like well, you, you did. You did say in that in that interview I listened to that um you didn't you never formally said I don't want to do this anymore, and you in fact yeah. had done some things after that. Right, right. So like when you say narrative driven, so like I will say in the post production it is narrative driven because they kind of gotcha. made it narrative that make me seem like that was my uh that was that was my cop out. I was like oh, I'm not into this. I'm not into these fake followers. But that's not really uh, to their defense. So I don't think they presented it as you copping out so much as having integrity. Like it definitely, right. I mean, you made yourself look good, but the 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 honesty of the footage reflected that. Right, right, right. No, I understand what you're saying, man. Um, I think that it it's it's all about relativity, right? So, like basically, me compared to like somebody like Dom, who she was down to go all the way. Like, it did seem like I wasn't interested in it. You know what I'm saying? Because I was telling them, like, yo, I'm not really going to promote a brand that I'm not really identifying with or I would actually use the product. You know what I'm saying? If I wouldn't use the product, I'm not going to fake it for you to make you think that I'm backing this product. You know what I'm saying? And so, so like, but, but like, you, you wanted them to do shit like, like, let's say there was like a big fashion show that was going to get coverage, right? Yeah, you you felt like they could have done something like got you a front row seat, but let you rock your own shit. Yeah, and, and you could have blew up off off that level of exposure. Right, right. Um, so like this is what I say about that is that obviously us using the internet, we know there's all types of different types of influencers, right? Right. So, um, shout out to Dom, she's a real one. Not bashing her, but. I'm going to use the word basic. She's they turn her basically into a basic influencer. She would basically promote any kind of product that you would send her cuz we're talking about sunglasses all the way to like there's, a day. there's like highway billboards and then there's there's space inside of exclusive gallerias. Right, bro. And that's what I'm saying is I they would have had to like spend a little bit more time creating like a niche for me to be an influencer in maybe like fashion and like culture and like just being just having the personality that I have you know and I don't think that they are ready for that they were just trying to go the most basic clear-cut route that they could because they never made an influencer before you feel me man if only they had got you a capsule with somebody (laughs) yeah for real bro that's what I was saying that's what I was saying but yo actually everything happens in the in 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 divine time because uh, after the documentary, I got so much love and I got so many people reaching out and so many people that can actually, you know, change, change my, my standing on the internet in this, in my career, you know what I'm saying? So, um, it, it happened, it happened exactly how it's supposed to happen, but I just know that I'm a different kind of person. And I'll say too, like Wiley, He's kind of just like this dude who he has like he has like a personality 
that's interesting or he's kind of funny in real life he's funny like if you meet the dude like he's a funny dude but it's like you know what does this guy do you know it's it's kind of hard to understand like well that's part of my i thought they kind of you know created the narrative a little bit because i thought that there was varying likelihoods of success and no disrespect to Wiley, like he seems like he would be a great person to be friends with. And he, he could be very, he definitely seemed intelligent, could be successful and competent in very many fields. But he didn't strike me as somebody who had a bright future as an right. Instagram influencer unless he exactly. found some type of a niche. Yeah, that part, bro. That's what I'm basically saying. Is like, like an extreme niche, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, like one that's not obvious to me. Right. And you would have had they would have had to spend time with him to dig deep to figure out what that was. You know what I'm saying? And where Dom, it was just very like clear. You feel me? Right. It's like, you know, she just is like, oh, bro, as soon as she got that haircut, I was bro, like, oh, oh she got it. Yeah. Right. That's what I was saying. Like cute white chick. L.A. wants to be an actress like she's down with whatever. High cheekbones what over five, seven. I imagine she looked like she was a little tall. She she ain't that she ain't that tall, but she's. She's got a nice figure. She, she presents as long leg though. That's a model thing. Yeah, she's she was perfect for what they were trying to do. Yeah, you know so that I mean? that's kind of what I meant. I mean, I, I definitely I'm not trying to say the the movie lacks integrity. I definitely feel it. Uh, it it's an honest chronicle of said things. I see there's been some influence right. or pushback, but I mean, who does anything ever about any group of people that there ain't some pushback? Yeah, exactly. There's always going to be some controversy whenever you expose the real man for real, and whenever you expose the fake. So it's just, it, I, I'm really glad that I was able to be a part of it because uh, I don't know if you saw the other, other interview, but I've never done anything like this. This was my first time. I had never been to an audition. I didn't know how these people were going to portray me. Once again, I find myself in a situation where I'm the only black man in the room. You know what I'm saying? And I just didn't know, you know, this is Hollywood, but I'm really glad at how it came out because like you were saying, it doesn't lack any integrity, bro. That was all, that was, that was all real. Like I can vouch and say, like, it was on the spot. They weren't doing, they weren't setting up, they weren't setting up scripts and anything like that. It was all real. They would really just be like, Hey, what do you want to do? You know what I'm saying? If they didn't know what to do, it was, what do you want to do? And then that, that throws in the the unknown factor because they don't know what's going to happen when they follow you with a camera to a place. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, man, it was, it was just, it was an experience that I wouldn't, I wouldn't take back. You know what the, I'm saying? The I'm last like, thing I'd want to know though, what's the best scene or event or, or, or thing involving you that didn't make it into the doc? Man. Um, okay. So there's like this one clip, they play it really, really quick of uh we're at this place you know me and my boy like you see us like taking this silly picture or whatever and uh i think that so so for me one of the things that i was trying to do was i was trying to really put them on to shit that i'm into right so that right. was an exhibit called 29 rooms and it's basically like this exhibit where they take a warehouse and they put like you know, it's an exhibit. So they put 29 rooms in it and they're all different and they all have these different installations and like each one is like super interesting and super cool. And like, you know, that's something that in the future, um, I think everybody is going to see me and my team. We're going to put together something like that. So that's why I wanted to go there with them and basically show them like, this is what I'm into. And I don't know if I'm I wish they put more in it, but I just know that we was there all day and they was following me around all day. So I know that there was footage, footage, footage. Um, Shit, I, maybe you can get your hands on that footage and use it in your music videos. Bro, bro you, yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth because I really want to see all the footage that they didn't use because I know that I gave them, bro, I gave them a whole lot more gems. I gave them a whole lot more gems than they showed because I remember specifically in the final filming uh that i did i they sat me down and they asked me so chris so what do you really want to influence people to do like if you feel like you're an influential person if you're given a platform what do you want to influence people to do be themselves I, right 
I, exactly, bro. I said I want to. I want to influence people to be themselves. I want. It amazes me they, that they'd have to ask you that. Right. Like, Damn. Yeah. Have you not been paying attention? <laughs> but they they wanted to catch it on camera. You oh, said. got yeah, got you, got you, got you. Um, yeah, yeah. Basically, I was like, yo, I just want to influence people to be themselves, to follow their passions, to to really pursue that dream, and to really have self-confidence and be themselves unapologetically you know and uh i just remember feeling like i'm so glad that i got to articulate that you know as just an isolated question you know what i'm saying and it didn't make it but it was just something where i felt like man i just want people to hear this i want to hear i want people to hear me say this you know what i'm saying but either way i came out the way that i came out so People, people still get that from me. You know what I'm saying? Word. All right, well, before we get out of here, um, two clothing-related things. You know, I, I asked you if you could show that those 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 shirts on the pod. But, but, but before okay. that, real quick, and I expect you to be totally honest. I want you to spare my feelings. I broke this out the plastic. Uh, I held on to this for nine years. But after watching your interview and seeing you on Fake Famous, I was like, all right, this is the man that that, that, that that deserves for me to finally rock this shirt. I want you to tell me what where this shirt where where this shirt ranks. Bro, the shirt you got on? Yeah, Rocksmith Gucci Man Jump 2012. I've been waiting for you to ask me about this shirt because I started off my design career and pop-up career doing bootleg Gucci Mane merch when he first got out of prison because I was such a huge fan and I went around Tucson and I was doing all these that's crazy now look I was doing these pop-ups right my boy popped up on me with that same shirt in the blue colorway and I was like damn this is a dope Gucci Mane shirt so I would definitely say that one ranks high bro that's a sick shirt for sure um Look, actually, I, I feel oddly validated. Yes, bro. Let me show you a couple shirts before we get out of here. Um, so look, you said you wanted to see the Wu Tang, you wanted to see the Dennis Rodman. What else? The the Marlboro Box Jones. Just because, oh, yeah. man, I want to know how you even found some 1994 Marlboro Carton cigarette boxes. We got a bunch of them. I'm a, I'm about to tell you. Um. Yeah, I'm telling y'all while he's while he's off camera or off mic going to get his stuff, his clothing line is ridiculous. Like he puts these big recycle symbols on. on I mean, he got like this Ghostbusters jacket. Ah, you yeah. can't. I can't even do it justice. It's indescribable. He's got like some some new shit. This some familiar shit. If that makes any sense. Check it out. So the first one is the Wu-Tang. I got this from an actual Method Man and Red Man concert. Yeah, that's like the the best shirt I'm ever going to see that I'm never going to have. That shit is so fucking fantastic. With the crystals on it, you know what I'm saying? And I actually used to wear this shirt all the time. So this is like... As you should have. Hey, can can you show the back again a little bit more? Yeah. So like, this this is my signature. This is going to tell you that if you ever see one of these again, that it's fake because if there's any replicas, I didn't make them. So this is pretty much like an artist proof. This is an equivalent of an artist signing a painting. You feel me? So when you see that, you know that it came directly from me. Um, I just brought this one out just because you were talking about that boy Dale. This is one of my favorite ones. Dale Earnhardt, you know. Hey, that's dope. Last one left real big across because that man died in the car. You know what I'm the saying? The letters came like that? Oh yeah, I I I I designed all of this. Okay, know? got you. Um Damn. so yeah. Um the Dennis Rodman joint, crazy. Crazy. Yeah. I, I was yeah, what, what what last one, yeah. Damn, that that is vicious. Right? Last one left across. You know, I wanted to give it that real championship sports vibe. You feel me? And so this one, this one is cool. Actually, my boy Ray. Uh, hey, hold on, though. Let me see the front. How how you get the back so much more um dogged out looking? 
It's crazy. My boy gave it to me like this. Really? So that's, that was like some meant to be shit, boy. You, you be talking about destiny and the law Dude, of attraction. I'm telling you, bro. And look, this joint, we got more of these. This is a, there's a, there's a t-shirt in here. So this is the original. If you would have bought five packs of cigarettes in the nineties, they'll give you this t-shirt. If they had this at the gas station you was at. So basically people will buy buildings. Oh yeah. I remember Newport Jones like that, but does that, does that, does that shirt have you have your stuff on it? The one uh, in the box? So like, not yet, we're making the ones, so I'll take them out and then I'll print the shirt and then I'll like customize the packaging and then I'll put it back in the box. Could I place an order for a custom one? Yeah, bro, I got you. I yeah, got you. I'm, I'm being serious too. Just, I'm, let me, just let me know what's the ticket. I, I, I love one with the podcast name. I got you, man. I'll see what I can do for you. Let's talk about it. Bet. All right, because I'm, I'm telling y'all, if any of y'all hear this on the audio version, th there'll be a link to watch the video and you have got to see this man's clothes. And then, like he said, they want a one. So, like, you know, the one thing about, you know, quote unquote, let, let's call it mall fashion or even like Jordans, man, you, you, you get the you, you get the new the new Jordans. But I bet now you got 500 pairs of black, white and red shoes or the mall uh -huh. fashion shit or even the Supreme shit, what, what, whatever might be popping. You're going to go to the spot and everybody going to have that. Yeah. You know, it's going to be multiples. I remember when true religion jeans hit that like tipping point where, where, where you go out and, and like the, the, the age bracket of people wearing true religion was like, like literally like five to 90. So, so that right there for anybody that's really in the fashion of being unique, like you guaranteed to have the one of only one. And then if, this, if you don't wear that shit and this man takes off, you don't made an art investment. Yep. That's right, man. I'm telling you, I'm telling y'all last one left one off. We're the future, future of secondhand clothing, man. Well, shit, bro. I, I appreciate your time. Before we get out of here, you want to shout out any of your websites, socials, upcoming projects, anything of that nature? Yeah, yeah. Uh, look out for me. My personal page is at Chris Verse Myself on Instagram. Follow at One Off Project, the number one off project on Instagram. That's my clothing line. And you can shop that at oneoffproject.com. And um, just, you know, be on the lookout, man. Me and my people, we working hard to put out something special for everybody. Well, shit, there's been another episode of the Super Fact Show. Thank you for your time, brother. Yes, sir, Mark. You the man. Thank you, dog. No doubt. All right. Hey, have a good one, man. Hit me up. I got you on that shirt. All right, that's a, that's a bet I will.